Welcome to another episode of A Breath of Fresh Football. Logan, how you doing? I'm actually wonderful, sir. And yourself? I am a Gucci, as those uh, young younglings would say nowadays. Um, well, first time recording in three weeks, man. We're getting bad at this. We're getting bad yeah, at we this. We talk every week how we're going to get better, but then something comes up. And we, just don't uh, we really do. Got, we're really going to try to get on a every week type of schedule but man three weeks but man a lot has happened in the three weeks and yet here we are again with my Arizona Cardinals undefeated um yeah well first off speaking of the Arizona Cardinals they traded for Zach Ertz for uh, they obtained Zach Ertz and traded away Tay Gowen and a Tay round. yeah Tay Gowen and we got Zach Ertz, baby, man. I was hyped for that trade. Not only was I, you know, when the Eagles were good and they had all those players like LaShawn McCoy, Zach Ertz, you know, they had um, – or before that, they also had oh, – they had another tight end that was pretty good. And then Zach Ertz took over. And, man, I I had a friend, my one of my friends from high school – I was a big Eagles fan, so I would I the Eagles were always a team I really enjoyed because they just had a lot of good players and Zach Ertz was one of those guys, and you know when our tight end Max Williams went down, and I knew Zach Ertz was on the block ever uh, they tried to trade him this summer, and if uh, this off season summer slash uh, same thing but uh, Zach Ertz was definitely a guy I would have liked on the Arizona Cardinals because. He, he's that threat that Arizona's never had, you know, in the last, like, 25 years, maybe even longer. Maybe the whole history of the Arizona Cardinals. I don't know if we've had a tight end as good as Zach Ertz. And, of oh. course, Zach Ertz isn't as good as, like, he used to be, but he's still a pretty damn good tight end. And in his first game, I mean, he had, like, three receptions for 66 yards and a TD, uh, and it looks like um, – the, the thing was, so he got traded the day after Thursday Night Football. He knew he was going to get traded. Uh, Arizona let him play one more game in Philadelphia. That's where, you know, that's where he's been his whole career. He loves Philadelphia. And that was awesome. That was especially awesome, um, especially because uh, they knew that they were okay with him not playing for them that Sunday. Um, but if – that trade would have happened, say, that Thursday or Wednesday. I still don't know if he would have been ready to go knowing the playbook or anything. But he got traded, and then not only instead of taking the weekend off like he would have had off, he decided to fly um, with Arizona to the game because he wanted to get right into uh, learning the playbook, and he was on the sideline. And I just think that's awesome. Uh, yeah, he's a great locker room. He's a locker room leader. So not only – it was funny. Um, I was listening to Arizona podcasts. I listened to a daily one every single day. And one day they talked about, you know, Zach Ertz just coming in and already being a leader. 
you know, Arizona's made up of all these uh, players that we we get, like Hopkins, J.J. Watt. We're getting a bunch of different players from other teams that were leaders. They're coming into our locker room, and they're being leaders. So we have a bunch of guys that are leaders and that they want to win, and they're showing it, and we're winning. Yeah, um, like I said, dude, the Cardinals suck. But the Cardinals are looking very good. But, Kyle, I want your input on this. Rumor and people are saying the reason the Cardinals are so good right now is because they don't have Larry Fitzgerald. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I had, uh, to begin, I haven't even heard that, so I didn't even know that was a rumor. But, I mean, honestly, I, you know, I love Larry, and if he came out of retirement and wanted to play again, I would take him open, har- uh, open arms. But, you know, right now, you, you can't lie. Though. I mean, A.J. Green has been hella good. Like I told you guys at the beginning of the year, I said, you know, A.J. Green for the first time in his career is going to be the number two receiver. And because of that, you know, he, he's he's done very well uh, in Arizona. Christian Kirk's finally breaking out uh, what we hoped he would have done like two, two years ago or whatever. Right. Last year. And he's finally breaking through. He's that – he's that uh, – you could – if you consider him number two or he's the – you know, the number three guy, he's getting a lot of targets. Um, Chase Edmonds and James Conner are a uh, – they are they are great uh, players. They're running really well. And it's the first time, um, at least with Cliff King, um, running back duo. And – Yeah, um, I can agree with that. The Cardinals are just looking very good, and it's it's getting a little scary to think because you know. All right, we're gonna go to my next subject. That's gonna be a little toughy for me. The Ravens lose to the Bengals. That I'm Bengals. telling I'm telling you right now, the Bengals are good, oh, and it's, it's funny because remember the night of the draft when they took Jamar Chase over. Panay stool and we're like what are you doing what are you doing you need a lineman especially with joe burrow coming off the acl and speaking of jamar chase he's one of the best receivers in the nfl right now he's showing why they should have took him he has the most receiving yards through seven games than anybody in history yeah that's man he is it was Uh, funny because he had a bad preseason, and everyone was saying, well, he's going to be playing in the XFL soon because he was that bad during the preseason. And now he's, like, the best receiver in the NFL, the best rookie receiver, best one of the best receivers right now. Yeah. And I, so he's been crazy good. Um, I think, man, if they can keep improving that team, the Bengals are going to be scary. And as your team, since your team is in that division – Man, I would be scared. Yeah, um, dude, but our defense couldn't tackle at all. <laughs> you watched it, our defense was just giving up points left and right. And our we couldn't get a run game going. Yeah. 
Um, but the Bengals are going to be some. The Bengals are going to – they're, they're going to make a playoff run for sure. All right, so uh, next thing was uh, – this was a few weeks ago. But high school running ba- back uh, Caleb Wagner, who was born with one hand, who broke Derrick Henry's single-game rushing record of 535 yards, Derrick Henry. Yeah. Um, you know, shout-out to that kid, too. You know, he probably he has low, he had low chances in life. Everyone doubted him, and he goes out there, and he just shows that he's a baller. The, the, the awesome part of it is – he broke Derrick Henry's record. Derrick Henry we're talking about. The the man among boys in high school. He's a man among boys in the NFL. So you can imagine what type of games he had rushing in in um high school. He probably played for a team that ran the ball every single snap of the game. Because if you have Derrick Henry, what's the point of passing? Yeah. Um, Sorry about that, guys. We had a call away. Yeah. Um, on to a, another thing, too, though. Let's let's talk about the trade deadline that's coming up. So, trade deadline's coming up. Um, the Texans did trade Mark Ingram back to the Saints. I was actually kind of excited to see Mark Ingram go back to the Saints. Yeah, so Mark Ingram was getting a lot of the snaps for the Texans. And I get, like, Mark Ingram is um, – he's really good, and he's old, of course. But the the weirdest part about the Texans is they had David Johnson, who they traded Hopkins for. Not not only do I need to remind you guys of that trade, but they traded for David Johnson, and then they were giving him like two snaps a game. Yeah, I was like, what are you guys doing? Why would it just the Texans is a mess and. Not only are they a mess, but Brandon Cooks, I don't know if you saw on Twitter today, after the Ingram trade went down, he said, this is bullshit or some. Mark my language, sorry if you're listening to this around kids. But he said, this is bullshit. So that could be another guy that gets traded uh, before the deadline. But I was surprised uh, that Ingram got traded because I didn't know it was going to happen. Which the Texans are bad, so I, I should have expected it, but I was surprised the Saints traded for him again. So he's going back where he started. So okay, sorry, I'm back. Anyway, so they they, Brand Cooks wants to be traded, but they won't trade him. Yeah. Um, so more on the trade news though, is the Eagles trade Joe Flacco to the Jets for a six-round pick. That can become a fifth-rounder. The legendary Joe Flacco's back. I I think that was, honestly, uh, Joe Flacco was in Philadelphia. He was with, uh, there was like four QBs in that room. It was Jalen, Minshew, him, and there's probably another guy. What? Zach Wilson. No, I was talking Zach about Wilson. when he was oh, on the goodness. Um, Yeah. But he got traded to the Jets. Zach Wilson's hurt. I think that's awesome. They brought in a veteran that was, you know, played for the Jets last year. So, that I think that's a good move. Um, I was really kind of confused. You know, they got Zach Wilson this year. And the other two quarterbacks they had in the QB room 
were guys that like have never taken an NFL snap. And they weren't really like veteran guys. They were young guys. Like like Mike White, I think, is the guy that's gonna start this Sunday. I'm assuming if he struggles, you know, Joe Flacco will probably get put in. But you know, good for Flacco. He's keeping his career going as a backup. And I mean, hey, he took your team to a Super Bowl, so I can't you know, be upset. Um, can't be upset so yep on to something i feel like we talk about every week the deshaun watson trade so carolina benched sam darnold last week sam darnold's looking like sam darnold so well speaking so before we get into the deshaun watson man can we talk about the panthers and broncos started three and oh and now they're both three and four yeah that's four straight losses for both those teams and it's funny because, you know, after the first three games, you know, Sam Darnold looked like, you know, he was looking really good. Panthers looked really good. The Broncos, I, I kind I we thought they were good, but I also thought they were a little fakers, um, and they're showing it now. Both uh, Bridgewater and uh, Sam Darnold, they're both struggling. Uh, they And they were both two, two of the guys were like, man, they are having great years. And they're both, and they're both not playing well lately. Um, well, Deshaun Watson, he has a no trade clause, and he will not. Um, oh, he will not get rid of it for the Panthers. Panthers, but he will for the Dolphins. Uh, which is kind of confusing because, well, it's the confusing part is I was listening to. Strong Opinion Sports last night, or this morning. Yeah, today. I was listening to the new episode, and they were talking about Deshaun Watson and uh, how everyone's like, well, if he goes to the Dolphins, he's going to be so good. But do we not remember that the Texans are a bad team? And Mm -hmm. so is the Dolphins. They are a mess. But But Tua, I think, Tua's been playing better lately so i i'm still on the boat where they don't need watson and brian forrest keeps coming out and saying that two is their quarterback and yeah and everything. They're telling everyone they don't want so, so yeah so um i don't know i i i don't i wouldn't give up on Tua just yet i think he's playing better lately i just think the rest of the team is bad the offensive line isn't good the defense isn't very good which is just really weird because they went 10 and 6 last year. And, you know, the Dolphins were one of the picks that we thought would be a pretty good team. Oh, and uh, going, so I don't know. If Watson wants to go to Miami, then go. But, man, I I don't know when any of that's going to get resolved because nothing's came out of it since like the year started. So I don't know. Um, I, I don't, we'll see at the trade deadline. The trade deadline's the fourth. Yeah, it's coming up. So there, was, I did see an article somewhere last uh, yesterday that said apparently the Dolphins and Texans have agreed to a trade, but they're waiting for the Watson stuff to come out uh, to get resolved or whatever. But I, again, I don't know if that was any if that was true or not. None of the big major uh, people reported it. It was just an article I saw floating around. So I don't know. Yeah. 
Um, on to the next thing. So Tom Brady now, ha- I think it's the NFL record for most touchdown passes. That is, Tom Brady is just the greatest of all time. Uh, so, man, we're watching greatness. So and Mike Evans sticks- gave, gave away his ball to a fan, and Tom Brady's like, I want, I want the ball back. These guys came up and was like, I want the ball back. The guy's like, no, I'm not giving the ball back. And then they're like, well, Tom Brady wants it. The guy goes, well, if Tom Brady wants it, I guess. So in return for giving Tom Brady this ball, he got a – he was given a replacement ball, a $1,000 team store gift card, and a promise – and then there was more. Um, they gave him two jerseys that was signed by Tom Brady and a Tom Brady signed helmet, a signed Mike Evans jersey, and his game-worn cleats, two season passes for the rest of the season and next season, and a $1,000 gift card. And Tom Brady also gave him one bit cool. Yeah. Man, that guy, he got he got a lot of stuff in that. But the thing was, the second he gave up that ball, the less leverage he had. Because shit, man. So, I – Sorry, cussed again. So for those listeners listening, but man, if I was if I was him, man, and I had that ball, the six hundred ball, that's worth probably over a million dollars. Man, I would have been like, I want season tickets for life. But or he, you're not getting this ball back. He got a lot. I, he did I, get a lot. I I'm just saying, man, you got to go for the best thing. And I would have been like, season tickets for life. Oh man, I would have gone for like something like jersey signed by you know each player from the team, their cleats. I would ask for a lot. But yeah. Well, so, so speaking. Okay, so speaking of Tom Brady and he getting his uh, 600 touchdown, which just think about that 600 passing TDs in the NFL, the highest level of football in the entire world. Yeah, that's his teammate, Antonio Brown, on October 10th, reached 900 career receptions, and he was the fastest NFL player in NFL history to reach that milestone. He did it in 143 games. Marvin Harrison did it in 149 games. Speaking of other records, too, Lamar Jackson has the most <laughs> NFL wins before the age of 25. 25. He has 35. The next highest was Dan Marino at 34. Can I just talk about how underrated Lamar actually is? His passing's looking really good. Last game, not so much. Okay, but you know everyone has a down week. Yeah, that's uh, that. That's crazy. Um, you know Lamar Jackson has really improved the last uh, since he came to the league, and uh, you know age 25. It's crazy because. Him and Joe Burrow are the same age, but Lamar Jackson has been in the NFL longer than Joe because Joe played, you know, five years of college football and Lamar Jackson played like two and was, you know, drafted. So um, Another cool thing that happened is Washington Redskins re- retired Sean Taylor's jersey number 21. That is amazing. That is amazing, but the way they did it is a little sketchy. Because they waited until, like, two, three days before the game. And, like, oh, we're going to retire his number. And there was – it was said to be they were only doing it 
because they wanted to cover up all the news about the emails coming out. You know, that was right around the time that John Gruden got uh, his leaked emails and stepped down and all that. Um, So I don't know if that's true or not, but man, if that, if it is true, man, you know, I, it's awesome. They retired his number, but kind of crappy the way they, uh, might've done it. So, but so the next topic, can we talk about the game of the year candidates? This was a few weeks ago on October 10th, the chargers and Browns had a game for the ages 89 point shootout let's see there was 1027 total yards 89 points 52 first downs 12 tds six coming in the fourth quarter dang yeah it was a good game yeah i mean justin herbert man no i would tell you right now justin herbert is the reason why the Dolphins want to move on from Tua because they took Tua over Justin Herbert and they are regretting it every single day of their life. They're kicking themselves every day because of it. Yeah, it was so on October 10th, after that game, Justin Herbert over his last three games before, so the last two games before that and that game, he was 71 of 113 for 700. 88 yards, 10 TDs, and no interceptions. And Justin Herbert has been phenomenal. Can we also like kind of skip on this and talk about how bad the Chiefs are? What is going on with the Chiefs? Pat Mahomes is leading the league in interceptions with 9 or 10. So, okay, so I have to give out a shout-out to my friend, uh, Garrett Big, uh, Biggerstaff, that listens – to our podcast, he is a Chiefs fan. So, uh, so we want to give him. He wanted a shout out. Uh, that is where I'm going to put him in to hey, the Garrett. podcast as we jump in to talk about his Chiefs. Well, first, Garrett, Garrett, if you're listening to this, I am sorry. Hey, Garrett, remember when Lamar Jackson single handedly destroyed the Chiefs? <laughs> Lamar, you know, a running back, but he destroyed <laughs> your Chiefs. He destroyed him. Uh, Continue, Kyle. Yeah, so the Chiefs, uh, I'm sorry, Garrett, the Chiefs, they might be lucky if they go 7-10 and 10 this year. Man, they are B-A-D bad. And I, I, I mean, the defense isn't very good. But Patrick but is not good at all this year. Patrick is struggling, and I do not know what it is. Could uh, it be two Madden curses? He was on the cover – of two Maddens. He was, and, um, you know, maybe it is, but uh, I also just uh, – I know they got a whole new line, so maybe they're having line problems. But also I think, you know, he's struggling so bad, he doesn't know how to get through that adversity because he's – everything, you know, yes, the first year in the NFL he, he, he sat out, you know, uh, Alex Smith was the quarterback they had him sit for a year but ever since he jumped in that first season i mean didn't he throw for like 50 tds he won mvp yeah. the next season he wins a super bowl the next season he goes to a super bowl again i mean he's had so much success 
uh, within the first four or five years of his career, that this might be just the first time that like nothing's going right for him, and he probably he's probably struggling to get through it. I mean, Travis Kelce isn't looking good. Tyree Kill's not looking good. The defense, like you said, looks awful. But they they don't, don't have a running game either. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't – I mean, Edwards isn't bad, but he – you know, ever since they got him, um, who was the running back before him? Uh, Dar, Darnell – Daryl Williams? Darnell Williams? Well, I thought they had someone else. It was Williams and – It was mostly Williams. And then they had LaShawn McCoy for a little bit. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, they just – their run game really had – oh, no, it was Hunt, Cream Hunt. Oh yeah, they had Hunt though for like yeah, one. Yeah, when season. Hunt was there, you know, they had such a good running game, and that probably helped their passing game because when you got a running back like that, you know, that just opens up the passing game, uh, really well. Uh, but ever since you know he got in trouble with you know his his off the field stuff, uh, they really just haven't had a running back. Yeah, they had McCoy. They they've had Edwards. You know, Williams has been okay. Um, they had also had Le'Veon Bell, which really didn't play him, but their run game just hasn't been very good. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. Um, so is this the end of the Chiefs' dynasty, though? I don't think it's the end. Uh, whenever you have a quarterback like uh, Patrick Mahomes, you're always going to – I mean, as long as he turns it around, maybe this is just as one of his – down years uh but when you have a quarterback like him like uh for example if you're like the Packers or you have Aaron Rodgers or the Seahawks where you have Russell Wilson when you have a quarterback of the level like that or like you have Tom Brady you're always gonna be in the hunt uh whether you have a good or bad team so I think I think they'll improve they they see how bad this year's going. They'll improve this off season, uh, whatever moves they might they might try to make some moves uh, before the trade deadline. But some of them, I mean, I don't know why, but I don't think Josh Gordon's played yet for the Chiefs. So I don't know if he still hasn't learned the offense or. I don't know. If Josh Gordon's, Gordon's got reinstated yet, though. What'd you say? I don't think Josh Gordon was technically ever reinstated, though, was he? I think he was because the Chiefs signed him. He got reinstated and the Chiefs signed him. Maybe he was reinstated. Um, so, like, I'm a little confused why he And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Garrett can uh, inform us on uh, this. So if you'd like to tweet at us and inform us about Josh Gordon, why he hasn't played or maybe he hasn't officially been reinstated. But I'm starting to think, like, maybe, like, you know, last year they brought in Le'Veon Bell and Andy Reid didn't play him. Is this just another case of they bring in a veteran guy and just Andy Reid's not playing him, maybe? I don't know. So. Well, um, you know, Mahomes has been battling a little bit of injuries. Injuries are awful this year. We got Russell Wilson's out. I said he's out for the season. I think he's actually out for a week. Yeah. But also this, like, like I have here, Frank Ragnow, um, center for the Lions, is out. He's out for the year. 
Um, Caleb Farley, first-round pick for the Titans, is out for the year. Ronnie Stanley's out for the year still. Well, just- speaking so speaking of Farley, it's funny because I really wanted Arizona to get him, and they ended up going Zayvon Collins, and you know Farley got hurt, and he, now he's out for the year. So, and he was one of the guys that I think had ACL surgery in college. So now with him getting hurt and out for the season in the NFL, it's I'm kind of glad that we passed on him. We also got Justin Blackmore tore his Achilles. Jabril Peppers tore his ACL. The injuries are just getting big. Yeah, and again, uh, you know, some players sat out last year. I don't, I don't know a, the exact numbers, but you know, guys sat out last year. But again, it's football, so injuries are definitely a thing. So, but going into another cornerback. So this is from October 10th. This is just a little fun snippet. So, uh, Tavon Diggs, which is, uh, uh, was it Stephen Diggs? Stephon. Stephon uh, Diggs' brother. So, when he was at Alabama, uh, he cried when Nick Saban moved him from wide receiver to cornerback. He, he called his brother Stephon, a Vikings wide receiver at the time, and his advice was to get to work because he was capable of making the track transition and now uh Tavon Diggs he he thanks uh Nick Saban for the move now because he's been playing really well playing really well for the Cowboys he's had a lot of big plays but at the same time uh he's the league in interceptions right now he leads the league in interceptions but he does get burned a lot so but so jumping back into injuries as you were saying uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, it sounds like he's out for the year. Uh, year two, he had surgery. Um, so that was a big blow to the already not very good uh, Steelers offense. His oh, big Ben's been struggling. Uh, and Trey Lance has been hurt too, which isn't ideal for his first year. Uh, both him and Jimmy have been hurt. Uh Edwards Hilaire uh, that we were talking about earlier, he's also out uh, with an injury. So the injury bug is real this year, guys. Well, before the season started, remember your Ravens? You lost like three running backs in like two weeks. Hey, let's not talk about that. Okay, that hurts. But hey, you guys have right now. You guys have a really good running back room with. Murray, Williams, Freeman, and Bell. Say really good. Our running back room is okay. It's okay. Well, other teams have been calling you guys about them, though, because they want to trade for some of the guys. When you got three former starting running backs in a room, like, I mean, that's still pretty good. A lot of veteran presence, so. Yeah. I mean, it's okay. Um, But, yeah, so, actually – the last time we recorded, John Gruden and the Raiders were still together. And they John decided Gruden to part happened. away. Uh, since then, you know, more emails came out. Um, my only – the only thing I really want to say about this is um, just how disappointed I am in John Gruden. Like, um, I I remember watching his QB uh, show he used to have. 
and that was always fun to watch uh, him sit down with guys that were getting ready to get drafted and go over film and all that jazz. Um, so uh, whoever, everyone that was offended in the emails, uh, I'm sorry that, you know, John Gruden said that stuff. Uh, but I think, you know, I, John Gruden will hopefully, hopefully he'll grow from it and be a better person. But, you know, his coaching career is unfortunately is probably over uh, forever. I don't know. It, it's got to be. Yeah, gotta be. I, I just I can't see another NFL team giving him a chance. And even college, man. If a college team hired him, you know how much backlash you would get. You know, maybe he could coach high school, but I that would be a big step down from coaching the NFL. So I don't know if he would ever do that. He'll probably just try to lay low and uh, live the rest of his life. But man, I can't imagine, you know, I can't imagine how I know he did it to himself. But even if it, if you were in that situation, man, I, I don't know how I would feel after that because you pretty much lost your job and now you have no shot of even – because before this he was – you know, he was a coach before, but he was also an announcer. You know, he would used to do Monday Night Football. But right now he he can't get a job doing anything. So No, no he – this will be over him for the rest of his life. And, and then to see that. Yeah. And the interesting part of this is it all came out because of that investigation into the Washington football team. And the thing is, we still haven't really heard what else was found. And it's kind of kind of scary to think about, you know, if John Gruden was doing that, what other owners, coaches were all involved in this? So. Yeah. Um, also, two more things just to add on this. I mean, it's nothing with John Gruden. Um, Chris Hogan retires. Or Chris Hogan retired. Yep. And the Raiders released Willie Sneed, which I I, I really liked Willie Sneed when he was with the Ravens. So, so he actually Chris. got picked up today. Uh, the Panthers picked him up and signed him to their practice squad. So Good for him. I, Willie Sneed, he just never met the guy, but he just seems like a really nice down-to-earth person. Yep. Never met him uh, okay, so this was starting this season. So this was on October 13th. I'm just going through tweets. Uh, ESPN will broadcast a Monday night wild card game for the next five years. So that means starting, uh, I don't know if it starts, this, it starts next year, uh, January. Oh, it starts, yeah, this year, this season. So the wild card weekend, so the first weekend of the playoffs, we will have games now on Saturday, Sunday, and one game on Monday. Hmm. So that is uh, that's gonna be fun. Get another day of football. Uh, so an uh, extra Monday night game, uh, wild card weekend for uh, for the next five years. That's awesome. Yeah. So let's see. Just going through tweets here. So this is a little interesting thing about the Eagles. We talked about the Eagles earlier. But Miles, this was through the first six weeks, so this was on October 14th. Miles uh, Sanders, his first half of the game carries by games. Week one, six. Week two, nine. Week 
three, two carries. Week four, five carries. Week five, three carries. And week six, one carry. Why? This makes no sense. Why? It, why the Eagles coach has been um, has been very bad this year, and they are not running the ball, which is really weird. So yeah, I, have, I have no idea. He's he's not a bad running back. Yeah, so I, guess, I guess they're all in and winning Jalen Hurst look like a star. Yeah, that I can think of. So yeah, that's a a little fun fact. That's a little crazy. I don't understand what the Eagles are doing. But so before, so I found this tweet from October 14th. It was a little fun fact before the Cardinals played the Browns. Uh, there was five uh, Texas high school quarterbacks that were involved in the Cardinals-Browns game. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury used to play, uh, is from Texas. Uh, Baker Mayfield is from Texas. Kyler Murray is from Texas. Case Keenum which is Baker's backup, is from Texas, and Colt McCoy, which is Kyler's backup, is from Texas. So that's kind of crazy that both the starting quarterbacks and backups and the head coach are all guys from Texas that played quarterback. Wow. And then, so going back to October 17th, so the Jaguars made their first field goal of the season. Took them six weeks. Wow. <laughs> that is crazy. Um, here's another little fun fact for you guys, too. Pat Mahomes opened the season with the highest betting odds to win MVP. But after seven weeks, he has dropped all the way down to 12 highest odds at plus 5,000. Plus 5,000? Man. The craziest thing is, like, if I would have, if you would have put a bet down right now and say he had a phenomenal year the rest of the year and some way squeezed out an MVP, which is probably nearly impossible, you'd probably make a lot of money. So, yeah. So, if you're uh, listening to this and you want to put a bet on Patrick Mahomes winning MVP, uh, you could probably put a little money down and make a lot if it happened, which. Can't say it probably will, but um, so October 18th, uh, Pete Carroll said the Seahawks have talked to Cam Noon. So, what's your thoughts on that? Uh, I, I don't know, man. That's a that's a tough one to, to talk about. I, I really don't know. You know so, I, I like how the, the Seahawks, like they said, they're always uh, they always look at the market. Um, you know, went after Russell Wilson went down. Um, so I'm glad they ended up talking to him. I wish they would have signed him. Uh, that would have been fun to see Cam Noon play for a few weeks. Uh, but, you know, they haven't signed him. And Geno Smith, you know, he hasn't looked the greatest, but he's, he hasn't looked bad. So, you know, the Seahawks, uh, there's – you know, they're in the division of Arizona and the Rams right now. So right now, really, the Seahawks have no chance. Uh, so they might as well just, like, have this season as a wash, try to sign people or whatever, and see what – and then move on for next year. So, Yeah, um, I – 
But maybe, you know, maybe he hasn't been working out in the offseason. Maybe he's just been sitting at home. We don't know. Oh, Cam Noon? Yeah. I'm sure he's working. Cam Noon's that kind of guy uh, that works a lot. But So let's jump to October 21st. So that was Thursday night football. Uh, that was the, the Thursday after the Browns lost the Cardinals. Uh, both their starting running backs out. Uh, Ernest Johnson, in his first career start, had 22 carries for 146 yards, 22 receiving yards, and one TD. That's how you take advantage of an opportunity. Yeah, and that dude, that running back group now, after seeing Dearness play, that's – I'm going to say that's the best running back group in the league. He he looked like he was a veteran out there. Now he read the whole – everything. He looked amazing. Yeah. That was uh, good for him. Like, the Browns ended up uh, playing really well. And it's it's funny, so – I was watching this TikTok. Um, uh, Rob Gronkowski's uh, brother, Chris, he has a TikTok and I follow it. And he talked about, um, so he gets, he answers fan questions. And one of them was talking about Thursday night football and how's that work. And so he went in a little depth of what a week like that looks like. And so, uh, so obviously you play the Sunday before. So you play Sunday. So Monday and Tuesday are off days. Monday is usually you, – so you fly back after the game Sunday. Monday you come in, you kind of get iced, you get bandaged up, you you do a lift because you're trying to get rid of, um, you know, the, uh, the lactic acid from the day before. You're trying to work everything out. Uh, Tuesday is your first real like off day. Uh, also Monday, Tuesday, you know, Monday you're watching film a little bit on Sunday's game, you know, what went right, what went wrong. And then Tuesday, that's when you start preparing for the next week. So that's when you start, you know, watching film on your own. If you watch film, not all guys sit down and watch film on Tuesday. It's just whatever, you prefer whatever. And then Wednesday is when you start preparing for the next week. So you're starting to do your walkthroughs, all that stuff. Well, when you play on Thursday, a lot of that happens a lot faster because you only get, you know, one day of practice before you're playing again. And speaking of Thursday night football, Arizona is playing the Green Bay Packers tomorrow. And I'm, I'm very excited for that game. I, I'm calling that the Packers are going to blow them out, dude. I So my thoughts on it is I was worried about playing the Packers on Thursday night football because the Packers are a good team. They have one loss. But Devontae Adams and Alan Lazar are out with COVID. So that gives me a little bit more confidence. But today, J.J. Watt is also going to be out. So I was a little bummed about that. I won't be able to watch – J.J. Watt play tomorrow night. But I I am confident with them being out that Arizona has the upper hand. But I am a little nervous because it is, you know, like I said, it's a short week. So I'm just hoping. Green Bay, isn't it? What would you say? It's at Green Bay too, isn't it? 
No, I think it's in Arizona, Ashley. Oh, that'll help you guys out. If it was in Green Bay, that's going to be hard. Yeah, uh, I could be wrong. I would have to check. But um, <clears throat> so another thing, going back to what Chris was saying. So the reason, you know, the reason because you only get one day to prepare and guys still aren't like recovered from Sunday's game. That the reason why Thursday night football games are usually really sloppy and not much scoring is because just guys aren't recovered from the Sunday before. So that was a little fun snippet into the landscape of the NFL, maybe some information you didn't exactly know about. But, yeah, so that was something I learned. So it's going to be really interesting. Now that I know this information – it makes me look at Thursday night football a little bit different. So it's going to be interesting. He did say though, after Thursday night football, it's kind of like a bye week You get Friday, Saturday, Sunday off, you know, guys usually travel home. They enjoy their weekend and then they're, you know, back ready to go on Monday. So. Yeah. Um, we'll see how it goes. It's going to be a good game for sure. Yeah, so uh, let's see, just looking through the tweets here. Of course, you know, Patrick Mahomes uh, struggling. At this past Sunday's game, in the first half of the game, Derrick Henry had one passing touchdown. Patrick Mahomes had zero. Dude, that is crazy. And also, I had Pat Mahomes in my fantasy league, so I was pretty upset. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so let's go into some college football talk right now. Through the first eight weeks, uh, there are nine undefeated teams. Uh, Cincinnati is looking really good. They're the number two team in the nation. Desmond Riddle, uh, Riddler, uh, I think that's how you say his last name. I think he's going to be a first-round quarterback. Uh, so you'll be seeing his name come uh, this May or whatever, I think. He's leading – they're leading a very good team and have a very good chance of going undefeated. Georgia right now is the best team in college football. They have two quarterbacks that are very good. Um, JT Daniels has been hurt, so Stetson Barrett has been playing. And there's some QB controversy. They're not sure they should start JT Daniels upon returning. But JT Daniels is just as good or was, you know, really good – you know, before he got hurt. Michigan is undefeated, and so is Michigan State, but they play this weekend, so it'll be a very good game. Michigan State always plays uh, the University of Michigan good. Uh, Oklahoma is undefeated, and Oklahoma may be the worst. Well, maybe not the worst, but they're one of the worst undefeated teams in the nation right now because they just barely squeeze by teams. And speaking of QB controversy, if you uh, watch college football, Spencer Rattler got benched for Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams is a true freshman. Uh, Spencer Rattler was a five-star guy, came into the year uh, as Heisman favorite and was probably going to be the first QB taken off the board, but he's really struggled this year. He's lost his QB job to Caleb Williams. And Oklahoma is still undefeated, so uh, they're a team I've watched the last few weeks. And um, it'll be interesting to see where Spencer Rattler goes after this year because um, uh, he's a really, he's a good quarterback. He's just struggled, and Caleb Williams uh, came in and took the job as a true freshman. 
San Diego State is also undefeated. Uh, San Diego State is a smaller program, but they always they always have a good football team. That uh, so, you know, good for them. SMU, so Southern Mississippi University is also undefeated. Uh, fun fact: former Oklahoma quarterback Tanner, uh, I don't know how to say his last name. He's the QB. He transferred after. Uh, transferred this year to SMU, and he's leading them to an undefeated season right now. So that's a little fun. Um, he was another pretty good QB prospect that came to Oklahoma. Got someone called the Angels. Oh, you're good. All right, so going back uh, to finish off what I was saying, there's two more teams I want to talk about. The other, so the second to last undefeated team in college football right now is UTSA. Logan, UTSA was that team when I went to the Illinois game that beat Illinois. And they're still undefeated. The one that you uh, – may I remind you guys, Kyle was drunk screaming at them the entire time. Calling them a fake school, and they are still undefeated. They're one of nine teams. So, hang on. Did you give them the motivation they needed to go undefeated? Honestly, their undefeated season should be thanked by me. They should be thanking me. I am the reason they are undefeated. I just want everyone to know that because I was drunk screaming at them. This is the reason they're undefeated. And then the last team that is undefeated right now is Wake Forest. So if you're a college football fan right now, Wake Forest put up 70 points this past weekend against Army. Sam Hartman... Which this is kind of crazy, but between um, red shirting and his COVID years, Sam Hartman is in his fifth year of college football, but he's still only considered a sophomore. It wasn't he the guy from that TV show on Netflix too? Yes, Sam Hartman was one of them from QB one. He was that one that transferred his senior year because they wanted him to get used to playing with different uh, people, different players, because they knew the next year when he's in college, he's playing with different people. He's not playing with his friends and everything. So he transferred to the school that was a newer school, and he was the leader of a bunch of, like, you and know. very good, I don't think, too, in that, in that school. What would you say? I don't think that school was very good either. No, they weren't. They weren't very good. But he was the leader. He was that guy. He he got to learn how to play with different players and and all that jazz. And he was a very good leader. So he's done very well. He stayed at Wake Forest for the last five years, and he's still only considered a sophomore. So that was a little glimpse into college football for those who listen to college football. But so going into this next tweet. It, they so this was my sports update. So that's that big NFL uh, airy guy that posts on Twitter. Everything that's happened in the month of October, the Patriots beat the Jets fifty-four to thirteen. Or that was this past weekend. The Titans beat the Chiefs twenty-seven to three. The Titans also beat the Bills thirty-four thirty-one. But the Titans also lost to the Jets earlier this month, 27 to 24. So that's been a kind of a little crazy month of October. Yeah, dude, that is that that is weird. 
So let's see. Through the first seven weeks of NFL history, Jamar Chase had 754 yards. Like we said, we talked about Jamar Chase earlier. Man, he's just having a really good year. Yeah, not not surprised on that one. <laughs> yeah. But another inter- uh, interesting information. Jeff Fisher was in the mix for the USC next head coaching job. So there's a possibility they might reach out to him. Uh, Carson Palmer also came out and said, so Carson Palmer went to uh, USC, and I'm guessing he's one of the guys leading the search for their next head coach. Uh, they said he was also uh, other candidates as possible Penn State's James Franklin, Iowa State's Matt Campbell, Cincinnati's. So Cincinnati's the second team in the nation right now. Luke Fickle and Steelers coach Mike Tomlin, which that was a really weird one to be a name in the mix for it because, and like, um, I don't know if you saw, but Mike Tomlin came out and said, so he was asked about it yesterday, and he told the people, he said, so he said he's addressing it once and he's never addressing it again. He was like, I have one of the best jobs in the NFL. Why in what world would I be interested in coaching college football. He, he's kind of right. He's like, uh, he said, never say never, but never. This is the last time I will address this question. Not only today, but for the rest of time. He's like, I have one of the best jobs in the NFL. Why would I want to leave? And the thing is, he's right. Why, why would he leave the Steelers for college football? He's been the Steelers head coach since 2007. Now, before that, I don't know. I don't. I don't know Mike Tomlin well. I'm at, probably once I get off uh, the podcast, I'm gonna look up his name because I'm kind of interested uh, where he coached before this. But he's not leaving. And what all, what else he said was, he's like, uh, you know, he's been coaching as long as like not as long as Andy Reid, but you know, almost as long. And he's like, well, Andy Reid doesn't get questions like this. Uh, Bill Belichick doesn't get questions like this. Sean Payton doesn't get questions like this. Why am I getting asked if I'm going if I'm going to go coach college football? Yeah. So, you know, good for him. Uh, but speaking of the James Franklin, Matt Campbell, and Luke Fogle, I think any three of those would be good hires for USC. Uh, but if I am USC – I think I'd go after Luke Fickle or Matt Campbell because those are two hot commodities in college football right now. Um, James Franklin, he's not a bad coach, but I think Matt Campbell and Luke Fickle would be my top two guys. The Jeff Fisher one is a little weird. Uh, he is a USC alum, so, you know, maybe – uh, maybe he goes, but I don't know. I think it would be a weird hire, uh, personally. But hey, Jeff Fisher can't go seven to nine in college football, so he can't. He could go. He could go five and seven, six and six, or seven and five. So there's always that. But he can't go seven to nine. So he would figure out a way to do it. Uh, but so going, uh, we're gonna be wrapping up sometime soon, but. The Eagles, after that trade with Arizona, they have two first-round picks. They have Miami's and theirs. 
They have two second-round picks. They have Indianapolis's. That's the one if Carson Wentz plays the rest of the season, that could turn into another first-round pick. They could have three. So they have two second rounds right now. They have a third, a fourth. They have three fifths. They have theirs, Washington, and Arizona's fifth. Then they have two sixth rounds. They have the New York Jets, which can become a fifth-round pick. Uh, so I don't know what trade that – oh, that was from the Joe Flacco trade. And then they also have a sixth from Indianapolis. So the Eagles might be a mess this year, but, hey, they got some picks. They could definitely turn around their organization after the next draft. And they really could. Yep. So, uh, actually, so this is a short clip. I'm going to play – I'm going to play the Mike Tomlin. So that's speculation. I mean, that's a joke to me. Um, I got one of the best jobs in in all of professional sport. Why would I have any interest in coaching college football? Um, That'll be the last time that I address it. And not only today, but moving forward. Never say never, but never. Okay? Anybody else got any questions about any college jobs? It's not a booster with a big enough blank check. Thank you. Anybody asking Sean Payton about that? You know, anybody asking Andy Reid about stuff like that? So after he said that, he just got up and left. So that was a great quote, man. And not only, like, is he right, but you actually believe it. Like, some coaches, like, they'll just, like, you know, sometimes when coaches say stuff, you're like, eh, I don't know if I believe him. But his voice there, you're like, okay, I believe you. You're not going to coach USC. So, you yeah, seem very upset. Yeah. But he has every right to be. He's coached the Steelers since 2007. He's coached over 10 years for the same team. And he's only had, like, I think two or three losing seasons. And they came – uh, right in the row from like 14 to 16 or 16 to 18 or something like that. I don't know the exact years, but with his coaching resume, why would he leave the NFL to go coach college football? Why would he want to go through the recruiting process? Yeah, it just I... makes no sense. So, so I don't know. So, all right. Well, uh, do you have anything else? Not that I can think of, sir. You guys have one of my. I thank you for listening. Um, again, I'm surprised you guys listen because our voices. I'm tired of them. Yeah. Hey, hey. Like we said, we do this for fun, and it's actually, um, it's actually nice to you know catch up and, you know, like we said, we're gonna try our hardest to get on a schedule, to start recording each week, because this week we did. Uh, we went over three weeks. Uh, but hopefully we can start recording each week and jumping in to each game and talking about it. Um, so let's, before we go, uh, let's, just, let's just look over the schedule for this week. Uh, we have Thursday night football, Packers, Cardinals. That'll be a good game. I I personally think Packers coming out top, man. I do. And I respect that, but I'm going to have to go my Arizona Cardinals, I think, uh, with Devontae Adams down and with uh, – Aaron 
Rodgers can make the postman a top receiver. Well, yes, he could. But they're also probably what they need to do is rely heavily on Jones this weekend. Uh, but maybe Arizona can uh, stop the run. Uh, that would be nice, but we'll see what happens. Uh, but the Packers' plan of attack is probably to run the ball, especially with your top two receivers out. Yes, they have Randall Cobb. Maybe Randall Cobb will have a good game, but uh, your plan of attack is probably running the ball. So, And that's, kind of, that's the part that sucks because J.J. Watt's out. But we are getting Chandler Jones back. He was gone for the last two games because of COVID. So we're getting him back and losing J.J., which is a little bit of a bummer. Uh, but, you know, we'll see. Let's looking at looking at the schedule. I'm trying to look at other other games. Ugh. Bengals are playing the Jets. They could come out six and two after after this week. The Rams are playing the Texans. That's an easy win for the Rams. Uh, Chargers play the Patriots. Buccaneers play the Saints. That should be a decent game. Cowboys Vikings for Sunday Night Football. Cowboys, man, they're looking good. Yeah, they are. Um, there was a tweet I was looking at earlier. I didn't mention it, but the Cowboys are twenty-eight and zero when Dak Prescott is playing quarterback. Wow! <laughs> so they, I mean, Dak Prescott's good. Kellen Moore is just uh, is a great offensive coordinator. And genius. I man, I think he's. I don't know if he'll get a head coaching job in the NFL next year, but. I bet there's going to be colleges calling him. I know he was – he did talk to Boise State a little bit last year, but I think it was too good for him to leave his position with the Cowboys, uh, which makes sense because uh, he's in the NFL. I think he's going to be a future head coach. And so I, I really – as a Boise State fan, I didn't want him to leave the NFL, even though I think – Kellen Moore would have came to Boise State and did really well. I think he would do better than what Andy Avalos is doing right now. Uh, but I'm not giving up on Andy right uh, just yet. Um, so that was a little snippet into Boise State football. Um, I'm a big Boise State fan. So, And then Monday Night Football, Giants-Chiefs, which, uh, again, you're listening to this, Garrett. Um Hopefully they beat the Giants. If they lose to the Giants, man, I don't know. The Giants, dude, their season's over. <laughs> well, I will say Daniel Jones has been playing pretty. He's been getting better each week, uh, which is what you want to see because this was the make it break it year for him. Um, so hopefully he keeps him improving. the The problem with the Giants is I know some of their players are back, but. There was like there was like one or two weeks where they had their whole offense was out. <laughs> Even Daniel Jones was out, man. It was kind of crazy. They've been really hit with the injury bug too, so Yes, yeah. Injury bug is real this year. Yeah, so well, thanks for listening. Uh hopefully we'll be back uh early next week. So uh enjoy Thursday night football tomorrow. Enjoy college football on Saturday. If you Heck, if you watch high school football, the playoffs in Illinois is starting. 
So if you're from Illinois or any other state, I'm sure the playoffs are going on. So if you watch high school football, enjoy high school football, uh, enjoy Saturday, uh, college football on Saturday, enjoy NFL on Sunday, enjoy NFL on Monday, and we'll see you hopefully next Tuesday or next Wednesday or next Thursday whenever we record. Yeah, you guys have a great night.